he fills a niche that is in almost every YA movie. Pitch Perfect had it thanks to uh, Adam Devine. Like, everyone has this one kind of over-the-top character who's meant to be comic relief. They're all like poor man's Josh Gads, I think. And like, <laughs> Isn't Josh Gad a poor man something else? Probably. It, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's Josh Gads all the way down. <laughs> Fake young when we met, everything seemed all right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 494 with our review of Love, Simon. I'm Christopher Schneese. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we're talking about a film that will be coming to a theater near you this weekend, I believe. Um, we happen to randomly see available tickets for like a, a a week early screening they were doing here in the city um so we are here to talk about love simon in the film love simon there uh there's this website blog thing that all the kids in the school are on called creek secrets and that's where everybody can go to gossip and deal in whatever trash talking whatever they're going to do expose other people's secrets you know the whole the whole shebang so to start this episode um Stephen, I'll ask you, uh, did you, when you were in high school, have a, a Creek Secrets equivalent? Um, how, how was the gossip disseminated around your school? Yeah, so I, I didn't, I didn't. And one one thing worth noting is my school was kind of weird <laughs> in, in that <laughs> we weren't a huge school with tons of gossip. We tended to be, there were little cliques, but in general, people kind of got along and there, there wasn't a big undercurrent of gossip the way there might have been otherwise. Um like by the time Creek, I was in Creek high school, secrets. by the time I was in high school, uh, MySpace and at the very least Zanga were already things. And I remember posting things where you would like have a survey that if people fill it out about you, you'll fill it out about them. And like we were kind of all in the same network, at least me and the twenty or thirty people that I that I cared about. But we didn't have an anonymous posting thing in the way gotcha. that that this reflects it. I know. By middle of high school, post-secret was a thing already, but that was more like people submitting secrets to one centralized location. Not like and, a, and that was, that was mostly for people posting anonymously about themselves right. and sort of like airing to the ether some secret about themselves, yeah. and then other people could read that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't believe I did, other than maybe in a few of our homework assignments, teachers would make like little message boards there there were services where the class could have a bulletin board that people could write in yeah. and i think the usernames were secret there so i think people like occasionally abuse that system <laughs> nice um for me in high school uh i graduated in 2001 we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have uh things um for people to log into and type their shit into mm -hmm. um that was all for me like in college time so yeah in high school it was just the good old-fashioned note passing and hanging out in your little groups during the, the lunch area and disseminating secrets mm -hmm. the old-fashioned way good so, old-fashioned pre-9-11 america <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it was it was kind of um, it was kind of funny because reading the book for Love, Simon or Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, um, they just went out of their, out of their way to, to say that it was Tumblr. <laughs> They're like, did you – oh, did you go on the Tumblr today? <laughs> it was – like every time I, I read that in the book, I was like, do kids today even call it the Tumblr? Like I, I don't know. It, it, was, it was kind of funny. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I didn't have it. But uh, I can totally if, – if I grew up in – it would have been terrible. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> I liked being siloed from technology when I was in high school. Yeah, I, I would have been terrified of knowing what the nice 
co-students I thought I had would have been willing to say had an anonymous platform like that existed. Yeah, yeah. Would have been rough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, we're here to talk about the film Love, Simon. So what do you say we start doing that, Stephen? Let's do it. All right, we're going to listen to the trailer for Love, Simon, and we're going to come back and give you a review. <laughs> hey, guys, how was the party? It was really fun. Aces. Huh. He's wearing a woman's sweater, and he's drunk. Well, he didn't drive drunk, and he's home before curfew, so. That's what I thought we got. Right? Yeah, we're good parents. Yeah, we're good parents. Right? Fake young woman. Good my name's Simon. For the most part, my life is totally normal. I have a family that I actually like, and there's my friends. We do everything friends do. We drink way too much diced coffee, we walk gorging on carbs. So, I'm just like you, except I have one huge-ass secret. Hey! I like your, your boots! I said I like your, your boots! Goodbye! Nobody knows I'm gay. <sighs> Have you seen the new post? About the closeted gay kid at school. What? Who do you think it is? Can I call you back? Dear Blue, I'm just like you. <gasps> this was a mistake. It's nice to know there's another guy at school with the same secret. When did you first realize? It was a bunch of little things, like my first girlfriend. I think I'm falling in love with you. Wow, thank you. Be right back. Wasn't my proudest moment. Sometimes I think I'm destined to care so much about one person it nearly kills me. Me too. I'm done living in a world where I don't get to be who I am. I deserve a great love story. And I want someone to share it with. Have you ever been in love? I think so. These last few years, it's almost like I can feel you holding your breath. I'm supposed to be the one that decides when and where and who knows. That's supposed to be my thing. Disclaimer, this is about to get romantic as F. You're not into Abby, are you? She's cute, but she's just not really my type. Mm. Not because she's black. I love black women. Not like, you know, I have a thing for black women. I just, I just, I just love all women. All right. So that was the trailer for Love, Simon. It is the story of a boy named Simon. Uh, he is a, he basically has not come out yet. He's a closeted gay child in uh, high school. And uh, he, through email, connects with another person who has also chosen not to come out yet. And he begins kind of like talking about what it means to be, um, a gay person who is hiding that from the world in this big secret that you have. And due to circumstances, somebody else at the school finds this out. And uh, he is de- like really afraid that this is going to get out to the rest of the school and that his last year of high school will be ruined by having to forcefully come out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Stephen Miller, what did you think of this film? So I'm going to preface it with my fear. And it starts with asking, have you ever seen Popstar? Like, the Lonely Island movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's a song in Popstar where... <laughs> you said it like we've never talked about having seen this before. I didn't know if we had or not. I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. there's a song in Popstar where uh, Andy Samberg's character, uh, he does basically a riff on the Macklemore 
uh, gay marriage song called yeah. Equal Rights. And like the song has two points. One is to promote gay marriage and the other is to insist that he's not gay repeatedly. But the big the big joke at the end of that song is everyone at the end of it is like, doesn't he know gay marriage is legal already? Like, why does he think he needs to make this song today? Yeah. And my fear when I saw the trailer for Love, Simon was it was going to be like, a really nice, good-intentioned, heartfelt film about coming out and telling kids that they're not alone that might be about, like, five years too late in terms of cultural sentiment. Because today, thanks to Modern Family and all these other things, like, most high schoolers, I believe, are at least aware of gay issues. I'm sure there are plenty of people that are still very intolerant and hateful, but it it isn't the sort of PSA today that I think would ring true if you just made it be a you know, being gay isn't bad, okay, type of thing, right? Yeah. And I was afraid that was how direct this film was going to be, where it's like he's going to have everyone be prejudicial against him. He's going to have to worry about coming out, and this is going to be a very touching movie that is telling a very, very simple morality tale of be kind to these people. They're just like you. They're normal. Um, And what I got is a much, much more interesting film, I think. It isn't so much just about the act of coming out, but it's about, like, the shape that a specific coming out can take. Like, it's saying, even in a world where the main character lives in, Simon, where most people are fairly tolerant, they're assholes, but, like, for for the most part, like, people in the school are aware of the existence of gay people. He's he's not the only gay student at the high school. Yeah. Uh, people are generally, like, cultural savvy and understanding. It, it says that even in that situation, there's still a lot of really interesting, stressful, or uncomfortable situations that can happen when you have to come out. And I, and I think it it just does a really, really, really nice job of examining those issues. I think it's so heartfelt and fuzzy and it lands the emotional beats in in a very YA way. Like I'll I'll admit, I think this is not Call Me by Your Name. Like if I if I were watching like an adult art housey film, I would probably have more criticisms about like how deep the characters go and stuff like that. But for what it is, which is a movie for young people about young people trying to make them feel less alone, I think this it's just like such a nice movie. Um, it also is pretty funny, actually. Like. The, the cast is great, but Tony Hale is great comic relief in the movie as the vice principal who's, like, massively overcompensating to get kids to like him. <laughs> um, I think everyone does a really great job. Nick Robinson, I think, is wonderful as the lead. I, I, I guess I've only seen him in Jurassic World before, but he has that face that made me think I had seen him everywhere already. Um, he really nails this kind of performance of being the the gay teenager who is avoiding kind of classic stereotypes like he is a popular kid in school he has kind of like hip tastes he gets along well with his friends and that fits into his being gay it doesn't radically alter anything and i think like he he plays that very well yeah um i also really like the parents in this movie particularly josh dumel as the dad he has a michael stuhlbargy type moment in this movie that <laughs> just nails it i i tear it up i definitely use the technique in this movie <laughs> um <laughs> call, back call, call to back thoroughbreds. Thoroughbreds. uh but yeah i don't know this was just like heartwarming is the almost the only word i can say it, yeah it's it's funny in the level of a typical high school movie right the, the high school it features like all high school movies seems way more elaborate and like diverse and eclectic than any high school i've ever been to before you know it's a very movie school with cliques and very 
loud characters who are each portraying a different kind of archetype. Like there's the theater kids and they're the bullies and there's the this and the that. But it, I can't criticize it. Like I, I just <laughs> – this is a movie that I want to root for so hard. And I feel like it sticks the landing. It gets the humor. It gets the pathos. It It has emotional beats that you can predict. But I think the actual plot points are actually fairly surprising and you don't always know where it's going. And I, I really appreciated that. So all in for Love, Simon. Um, so L- L- Love, Simon, I saw a random trailer before something like quite a, it felt like quite a while ago. Um, it was kind of like, I saw this trailer one time and then never again, maybe I saw it on the web or something. Um, but, uh, it was, a uh, it was here going to be a March release. So I read it as part of my read shit before I watch it stuff. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the book. Um, and don't, don't worry if you're, if you're getting ready to turn off the podcast, I'm not going to go into this. Oh my God, the book versus the movie. I'm just saying that I haven't read the book. I really enjoyed it. And I was, I was excited for this film. Um, and it, it, it's a cute as hell movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, uh, because our screening was like an advanced screening. Um, uh, they, they had a little questionnaire to fill out and like, of course, much like our rating system, their rating system was terrible. Yeah. It was like, it was, I, I don't even remember the bottom two, but it was like good, very good and excellent. Like those are the, those are the, like the top choices. And I was like, well, it's good, but it's better than just good, but it's also not very good. So I kind of like put like a, a little carrot. I checked both boxes, put a carrot between. I was like somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think in, it really like my, my criticism would be that it really wants to be that, that like trendy music selection type film. And yeah. I think it sort of falls short on there. Like there, there's some good music selections in there where like it hits that feel pretty good, but like the characters referencing music and, I'm going to send you a playlist for your trip that you're going to. It's like, very self-consciously cool. Yeah, yeah. In, like in a way it, that I imagine might be relatable to high schoolers today, but maybe I'm the dorky old guy who like just believes that's relatable. Yeah, yeah. But 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 I mean, like there there have been other young adult films in the past, like uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist or whatever mm-hmm. it was called, like where it's like you know, like okay, cool. This is the music that I'm listening to right now. Like it's good. This feels like it really wants to be that, and I don't know if it nails. That very well. Um, I mean, it's no Project Almanac. I'm gonna Groundhog Day. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that Imagine Dragons. Um, but no, no. But I mean, it was one of those things where like, you can tell it was tr- like it, it really wanted to grab a certain audience, and like you can tell that too from the form that we were filling out, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, did you watch this? Did Did you see the previews during Riverdale? Did you see the previews during whatever? And it was like it was clearly aiming for an audience and trying to draw them in. But and there was no I saw it because I have a podcast and I see everything box, which was really difficult yeah. to answer. No, I, the, the, it, there, was the, there was the one section of the box where it was like, are you going to share this on a, in a social network? And it was like, yeah, on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was it, – it's one of those films where like you can tell it's trying and it doesn't have to because like it can rest on its own merits. Like the emotions of this film hit – the uh like the as you said the characters are great like the the family is really really fun and they 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 have that perfect line of like feeling very believable but a little bit quirky but they don't feel like those people where it's like this family could only exist in a script somewhere because they're too clever and too smart like this just seems like a very nice fun family who cares about each other and uh these friends seem believable um i think the the makeup of the of the classmates like it's a school full of a lot of pretty people, but I mean, like for the most part, it feels believable. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I had a fun time with it. 
the story is really interesting. Um, obviously, I knew the story going in, but but yeah, I, I think I think they chose to do they chose to really make it their own from the book in a way that I, I was like applauded them. So, some of the things they actually did. Um, in changing the book were things that I thought were going to happen in the book that the book avoided doing. And then the mm-hmm. film did it. I was like, you know, that, that's cool. Cause that's what I, that's what I felt was going to happen anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's a film that had me smiling a lot, had me laughing out loud a few times, uh, had me tearing up at points. Uh, so it like, it, it checks all the boxes. It's an enjoyable story and it, it's characters that you root for. And when things go poorly, you feel bad yeah. when things go well, you feel excited. And it's just, it, it, but it is a very comfortable movie. Like it never yeah. pushes the bad or the good to a point where it like is overwhelming. I think it it, it knows how to pull its punches in in a way that a movie like this should. Like this movie isn't trying to be the most difficult thing to watch in 2018, right? This is supposed to be a very palatable movie that gets feelings across and kind of open widens your empathy window, maybe like 20 percent wider than it was before the movie started. Yeah, and and it's it's really it's not so much a message film. As, as like you fe- feared it might be, but it's really just sort of like a, yeah, no one, no one cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, go, go be gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like nobody, like it, it's four people that he is comfortable talking to about it. Like they're all just like, oh, I'm sorry I made that gay joke yeah. yesterday. But besides that, like, let's go get our iced coffee that we talk yeah. about too much in the movie. <laughs> that, <laughs> right? is a good, that is a good example of the movie being very self-consciously YA friendly. Yeah. Like, we do what all kids do: drink iced coffee, yeah. eat carbs, <laughs> listen to Imagine Dragons, <laughs> rebel with the kicks. You like, know. So I, I will say, did did you have iced coffee in high school? I didn't know. I drank regular coffee. <laughs> right, because I feel like iced coffee wasn't a thing when I was in high school. No, I was all about like caramel macchiatos. Yeah, it, it wasn't. There was no iced coffee unless it was like some weird ice cream frozen like combination of coffee and stuff when you were in school didn't you have to go to like the local custard stand and ask for a ask for a phosphate we had to wait for our daily deliveries from the milkman and then like churn it in a in a thing with ice to make ice cream but yeah and and that's why i'm i'm definitely grading it on a curve i fully admit like in in the survey i put very good just because good was kind of a middle option and i felt like i wanted this to be above the middle it's it's better than good exactly like it's great just the words just the words very good mm-hmm. i was kind of like well it's not very good <laughs> yeah yeah but it does what it sets out to do it reminds me a lot of that uh john green uh, paper towns like we oh, saw yeah, paper yeah. towns before and that was a movie that i would probably never think about recommending to people but if somebody asked me should i see it and there's someone who i think would like it i'd be like yes definitely see it it's going to give you the right emotions and yeah, yeah i think this is a step above paper towns because it has um it has more nuanced things to say, and I think it like it nails it. I just think this is like a very a widely lovable movie for the most part, and the, all those genre things where you know the they have the the sassy precocious younger sister who's reprised by uh, Talitha Bateman, who was also the sassy precocious sister in Geostorm. Shout out to Carson. Um, <laughs> I hated that role in Geostorm, but here it's like it's perfect for the kind of movie this is. Like everyone has a role to fill. Everyone is doing their damnedest to be like the right archetype for a high school movie. And yeah. she she had one of the moments that made me tear up too. Like when she, when she she goes in to talk to her her brother, she's like, "Oh, I know you're feeling bad right now, but I just want to talk to you." And he's like, mm-hmm. "No, I don't want to talk to you." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "God, yeah, she like is with, so nice." Without giving away spoilers, not that there's too many things that one could spoil in this movie, but yeah, 
there are coming out scenes in this film. Like, I hope that's not a spoiler. Um, I think all of them are handled very, very well. I would say all of them are, like, among my favorite scenes in the movie. They just, they do it really well. Some are big and dramatic. Uh, Parents, in particular, tend to have the big dramatic ones. And some are not dramatic at all, like coming out to a friend. And I love the way it's not dramatic. Like, that was almost more touching because it it feels like the way it would actually feel in, in life where what you want is someone to be, like, cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. And there's a great conversation that happens uh, between Simon and a person that he's discussing this with where he says, like, are you surprised? And she says, like, do you want me to be surprised? She's basically saying, like, it, it, it isn't that I knew, but I didn't not know either. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. think this is some grand reveal that is going to shake all of our lives, but it isn't, like be proud and be who you are and move on with your life. And I, I thought that was just like a really a nice sentiment. And I think that's kind of what this movie is targeting because like you said, this isn't a message film really. This is a film where by and large, most people are completely fine. Granted, there are some people who are total bullies. I, I would argue there's one character who's given a lot of screen time in this movie who <laughs> is like despicable in the way that he handles yeah. this situation and not very redeemable. I don't think the movie tries to redeem him, but it tries to make him be like a lighthearted comic relief character. And I don't think that is earned at all. I yeah, think yeah. like he is like comically bad in the way that he handles this situation. Um, yeah. But for the most part, people are cool. And I, I think what the movie is really targeting is more teenagers who are, afraid because they think this grand dramatic terrifying thing is going to happen if they are honest with other people about who they are and this movie is just trying to like coax a little bit and say like we can all be understanding you can be brave let's do this and i i i thought that was really nice even though there's a set piece towards the end of the film that is kind of the visual representation of coming out that i would say is actually pressuring the other character like oh, more yeah. the, more than i'm comfortable with like, that, I, so that that's definitely not the way it happens yeah. in the book um the way it happens in the book is not that at all and only he and the other that other character are aware of this transaction taking place yeah it's not a out in public like for everybody to literally watch yeah um, moment so it, yeah, yeah that, that was the one thing that like they, they changed that i was like i don't believe this works for the the character of blue so I wanted a Sex in the City meet Steve on a bridge scene. I know, I know you don't know that reference, <laughs> but know, trust I me, that, the, the private, the private one. Um, yeah, I, I would say this one would probably not pass the like guidance counselor advice for how you should pressure or not pressure someone into oh, revealing yeah, who they all. are. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of shitty because yeah. it, it causes a dichotomy between either leaving someone throwing someone under the bus or revealing a thing about yourself that you have expressed you don't want to reveal yet but yeah yeah no, no, what, yeah. whatever the, mo- the movie for the most part is about the character of simon yeah. i think his arc is really really nice even if it kind of bungles some of the secondary storylines yeah but like, i think one of the things too that like it, it that's that's great about it is this is a story about a a boy who is gay who is worried about how like there there's a there's a joke made about like he was gonna wait till college and then he can just be like super super gay mm-hmm. um and he's like well maybe not that gay uh but like the like that that is what this story is about but it is a it is more really just a story about a boy who has dated 
but has not found love. And now he's starting to think that what he's feeling is love. And right. it's about him having love for a person who he doesn't have tangible access to mm-hmm. and looking for that love everywhere he is. And like there was something really, really like that I loved about oh, that. Yeah. Where it's just like it's really about him trying to find this person in every single person he encounters. And like it's just it was just a beautiful like sentiment of like, I know I'm in love with this person. But I have no idea who they are. Well, well, it reminds me. There's a there's a line in Magnolia uh, where a character says, "Like I have so much love to give, I just don't have anywhere to put it." Yeah, and that that's kind of what the character of Simon is going through. And I relate to that from my high school or undergrad experience, where you you have all these feelings, and you could project that love onto like just about any canvas if yeah yeah if you felt like they would receive it right. And and that's what Simon is going through. Is he's looking for the character of Blue. But I don't know if I believe, much like we've talked about Carol and Call Me By Your Name, so maybe this is my own hang-up with uh, queer love stories. I don't believe this is, for the most part, a love story in the sense that we are supposed to know or care if that love is a lasting love or a real grand romantic love. What it is is what it means to Simon. And what it means to Simon is this ability to put yourself out there and finally be who you want to be. And... To a high schooler, a person you've been emailing back and forth, is there a greater love than that? Like, I was on AOL and Messenger. I was on late night chats, right? I thought I was in love with people where I'd never even met them before just because of, like, oh, we just talk so well. You know, what else could there possibly be in life? That was me, Stephen. I know. I know. Uh, but I, I thought this really nailed the the feeling of high school romance. And it happens yeah. in secondary characters, too. There are There are friends that have crushes and by one conversation are basically persuaded to just orient that crush in a completely different direction. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of hinting at, like, it doesn't matter if this is real love or not. This is what love in high school feels like. And we're just going to steer into that. And it does, too, because, like, in high school, like, you have your friends, but you see your friends during the breaks. Mm -hmm. You have other friends that aren't, like, your really close friends, but that you're friends within each of the classes that you have with them. And you don't know the social circles that each person hangs out in when they're not passing by you in each of your classes or in the hallways or whatever. So you can crush on somebody who you have like, this isn't like, oh, I'm just going to log onto the Facebook and see like what her relationship status is and like click it like, oh, she's dating Mark from whatever, right? Like it, it, you don't have that connection in high school. These kids do, I guess, but <laughs> in my high school, you didn't. So like there, there's really a sense of not knowing what's going on and like i don't know i i it was it was was totally believable for me and i i really i just enjoyed that aspect of it Mm -hmm. yeah no i i I totally agree i will say one thing i did not love in this movie was uh, (laughs) the without giving spoilers uh the character of martin it plays a major role in this movie he fills a niche that is in almost every YA movie. Pitch Perfect had it, thanks to uh, Adam Devine. Like, everyone has this one kind of over-the-top character who's meant to be comic relief. They're all like poor man's Josh Gads, I think. And like, <laughs> isn't Josh Gad a poor man? Something else? <laughs> probably. It, 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 it's it's Josh Gads all the way down. I'm <laughs> um, oh, sorry, Josh Gad, if you're listening. You're fine. <laughs> loved you in Book of Mormon. Um, but anyway, the. I, I get that niche. I get that character is supposed to exist. They're funny to a lot of people. 
I found him just insufferable, and every time the movie... But he's supposed to be. Sure, but the mo- the movie does an interesting thing halfway through, where there there's an extended scene, well, a semi-romantic that, scene. That Yeah, that's, that's a film it, invention. It's a, there's a filmic moment <laughs> where it seems like it tries to make us believe that he is, like actually good or interesting i plot wise it doesn't necessarily bear out but there are moments in the movie where i feel like we are supposed to like him or at least find him funny like find the ways that he's behaving hilarious and think like maybe he doesn't fit in in high school but in college he's probably going to find his clan right and he'll be okay and i just could not stand him yeah no, the, he, act, the actor is fine but what the actor is asked to do is just like insufferable to me well like so so mild spoilers Early on in the film, this character stumbles onto some truths about Simon, mm-hmm. and he's essentially blackmailing him to try to to tr- to try to um, get Simon to introduce him to his friend. And, and in the book, he's obnoxious, and Simon mostly ignores him and gives him the littlest breadcrumbs to try to at least fulfill what he thinks he wants um, to like solidify their deal, right? right. Um, this film amps that up a lot more and gives a lot more genuine action and interaction to that character. And I think that, like, that, that, that was just, like, a, a choice to, like, do that character that way for the movie. Um, mm-hmm. but, I, but I think that, like, the character was supposed to be equally obnoxious, but because he was so obnoxious, he was always on the periphery. He was always showing up and being obnoxious as opposed to being, like, a main core part of the group. Like, he was always like, let me in, guys, as opposed to, like, yeah, I'm part of the crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the part of a crew was a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, Freaks and Geeks and other things have done this, too, but I, I just feel like you need to have the character be someone who can believably be flipped, like believably be someone who you will come to love over time. Yeah. And this Martin character just was not it for me. <laughs> was not it for Abby either. No. <laughs> Sorry, Storm. Is that Storm? It sure is, yeah. New Storm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> it's very hot in here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, any, any last uh, things to say about the film? Uh, not, not really. The one, one other nitpick I would say is that while I liked the relationship with Simon's friend group overall, I think they're a good, again, YA, I'm throwing that word in everywhere, but like, given the type of movie this is, I think they're like a pretty good group of friends that represent the way a like caring high schooler would probably act in this situation. There's a moment toward the end of the movie where I would feel all of his friends behave with like a level of grudge or anger that i just didn't believe at all given those characters yeah i've heard that's also filmic invention but that was one thing that i felt like was just heightened so the movie could have like an extra dark night of the soul and then like an extra resurrection later like the the scenario surrounding why they have that like edge to them is is complete it like that was changed for the film um and Having that change from the book, I believed it in the film mm-hmm. because because it was like enough of a change. It was like, oh, I can see how they'd be very angry about this mm. and behave this way. So like it, it, it was that this is one of those weird things where like because it was changed, I bought it more than maybe I would have bought it uh, naturally. Because it, it is kind of weird to like to have like people be so supportive of them in one way 
and so not. I mean, the, the character of Abby in particular is just so chill. Otherwise, like I, yeah, I just don't expect. I don't believe that she would be so petty at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Over what is not in the grand scheme of things a very big deal. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, you're an adult now, Stephen. At the time, I, I I would argue that that is a huge deal. Mm. Like, especially especially a huge deal having been a person who moved your senior year of high school, you moved to a brand new school, and you have half a year to acclimate yourself to those students, and then you have what you think is a good thing, and then maybe somebody fucks with that. Like, I, I that's all right. I'll I'll plead. I, I accept your apology. Yeah. Plead ignorance. <laughs> I've I've forgotten what high school was like. <laughs> you blocked it out in your memory. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so should we get to verdicts? Sure. Cool. So uh, if you're going to give this Stephen a must see, a record of the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it? I'm going to give this a solid recommend with a caveat. I feel like this is what that rating was meant for. Caveat being. This is a film that I believe is very directly targeted at younger viewers, like teenagers, middle schoolers, parents of teenagers and middle schoolers. I don't think I am the target demo of this movie. No. If I were, I'd be much more nitpicky about the character development. The side characters are definitely a more one note than they would have needed to be. But for what it's doing, I just this is a movie I want to support. It it's so heartwarming. It's cute, it's charming, it's emotional, it has a good message. I don't think it bungles that message. I think it does it well. And yeah, I think anyone who remotely was interested in watching this movie should watch it. I, I can't imagine thinking you'd like it and then being disappointed. Yeah, I, like I think for our rating system, recommend the caveat, I enjoyed it a lot. It's not going to be on my top list of films anywhere. But like I had a good time with it. I I was happy. Like I for one was happy that we had to fill out our questionnaires before leaving the theater, so I could like compose myself better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the, the, there there's there's a lot of feels towards the end of this yeah. film, and I there was definitely I I did so well, so well until the father fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm keeping it together. My eyes are getting misty, but I'm good. And then had to talk with his dad. Yeah, dad couldn't let him go inside the door. He just had to give Josh Duhamel the Oscar. Damn it. I do love too when like they 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 you always have like this this really heartfelt conversation that makes you cry and then they make some dumb joke right after it and then the joke makes you laugh but it makes you cry laugh where you're like yeah. oh god I hate you so this much this is really it's good so at the cry dumb. laugh this, yeah. this knows how to manipulate you toward the end yeah, yeah no no I I I very enjoyable it's a it's just a it's a nice film mm-hmm. and people should people should go watch it because yeah. it's nice <laughs> and cute. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of the Spoiler Warning Podcast. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, people can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can use the contact form on our site, or you can email us at fans at Um We also have a survey that we're running right now so that we can try to get just an idea of who's listening to the show. Not even who's listening to the show. It's completely anonymous. There's no name field, no nothing, no email field. Just I, We just want to know how you listen. Because and what your us. favorite Oreo is. <laughs> and what your favorite, favorite Oreo is, yes. Uh, but yeah, we, we basically just want, want to know how people are listening to the show and where they're listening to the show. So survey takes like 30 seconds, 10 seconds. It's real fast. Five questions. 
three of them, you click a button. Two of them, if you want to, you don't have to, you can write in. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The spoilerwarning.com slash survey. It's also in the show notes for this episode on your little mobile device right now. If you're not on Creek Secrets, you can just tap the link, fill it out, help us out. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Love Simon. So hopefully you're enjoying whatever indie something or other darling song is playing right yeah. now. <laughs> I don't even remember. All I remember is at the party, then that Portugal the Man song, that goddamn Portugal the Man song was playing again. The Peter Rabbit one. Oh. The one that's been in everything oh, for the yeah, last yeah, year yeah, and a half. Yeah. Find a new song, everybody. <laughs> it's just happy again. It's the same song. It is happy. Yeah. Oh, my brain is exploding right now. <laughs> I like Portugal the Man, too. I've seen them, like, three times. I just I don't want to hear that song anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that's not the song that's playing right now. <laughs> it's going to be whatever song was ending the film. Uh, because that song feels good for the ending of the film. Maybe Anyways. it can just be the theme song to Cabaret. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That's our uh, reviews for this week. We will return next week with uh, some reviews of things like uh, possibly Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. 